Welcome to RiskWise, a show about money for Muslims, where you'll learn how to make smarter financial decisions without selling your soul. For the full experience, join us at no cost at riskwise.com. Assalamu alaikum and thank you for tuning in, Risk Nation. Oh God, are you really going with this? I told you. Risk Nation? Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, I guess it could be worse, but... Oh, it could be a lot worse. Trust me, I didn't tell you the other uh, ideas I had. Oh, thank God. They were worse than this? Yeah, yeah, they were much worse. Wow. Uh, I'm not married to it, right? So so listen, Risk Nation... Listen, Risk Nation. Uh, what do you think? Is that is that a good uh, is that a good title? Do you feel comfortable with that? <laughs> Are you offended by this at all? I don't know. Let us know. If you hate it, let us know in the comments. And if you don't say anything, I'm gonna run with it. <laughs> oh God. Well, welcome to episode two. My name is Saeed. Great to be here. Thank you very much for joining us again. And my name is Ahmed, and we're very excited to be here. And I think it's safe to say, Saeed, that we struck a chord in episode one. Yeah, really. People are excited uh, about the topic, uh, and I think eager to kind of get down to business and take back control of their money. Exactly. Now, if you listen to episode one... No, 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 no if. Everybody listened to episode one, right? of course. So when you listen to episode one, you (laughs) will remember that the key takeaway from that episode was who's in control of your life, right? Is it you or is it your money? Who calls the shots? And if you're honest with yourself, you know, we think you'll find that money calls more of the shots than you'd care to admit. Yeah. And at the end of that episode, we uh, asked you to share with us some of your challenges. And wow, uh, the emails and stuff that we got and comments were were fantastic. So thank you very much for doing that. And overwhelming. (laughs) Yeah. I'm a little overwhelmed. It is. I mean, people were very personal about stuff, which is great. And that like, you know, we don't take that lightly. That's going to help us shape how we're going to go forward with the podcast and in order to make it meaningful to you. And Ahmed and I, we actually had about five to ten episodes scripted out and a whole launch plan. Uh, but after those questions, I mean, they were amazing. We really had to go back to the drawing board on this. Yeah. I mean, the questions we got were very specific, which is, which is awesome. Right? Very personal, very uh, intimate. It was incredible. But what we found in looking at those questions is that they all pointed to an underlying problem. Right. That's that's a much bigger topic than, you know, addressing the simple mechanics of how to manage your money. Right. We're going to do all that. Right. But but there's a bigger picture issue here that we want to tackle in this episode. We need to. So let's dive in. Right. We're going to start by reading one of the questions that we received. Yes. Great question. Thank you to the brother who sent this in. We're not picking on you. I promise. It's just a fantastic illustrative question. So the brother says, I'm loving your podcast so far. Not a question, but thank you. <laughs> yes. My biggest financial my biggest financial problem right now is that I have nine thousand dollars in credit card debt that I thought I'd be able to pay back before the introductory zero percent APR period. There's so much there, right there. It's great. But the clock is running out. In addition, I can't help but avoid spending money on books that I barely have time to read, and of course, eating out. And the answer. <laughs> yeah. So just one note here, if you don't know what that introductory 0% APR period uh, thing means, then it's basically a scam. Yeah. So what these credit card companies do is they'll, they'll make these offers where you can either transfer a balance from another credit card or take a cash advance quite often. And they'll give you a grace period. You know, it's 0%, no interest for, you know, three months, six months. I've seen it up to a year even. I've even got letters in the mail from my credit card company saying, 
hey, wouldn't, you know, it's spring, right? Wouldn't you like to renovate that kitchen? Wow. Here's, you know, free money. Zero <laughs> percent until it goes up to 30. And it, it, Oh, and that's the thing, right? And then when the rate goes up, it's, you know, it's it's accrues back to from the date that you entered into the agreement, not I know, from when the, when the period expires. I know people who have taken their low rate, you know, line of credit that was at maybe 5% go into this thing because, hey, zero is better than five. But then they don't pay it off and they're up to 30 and it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, so, so this is a really, really great question. And thank you to the brother who sent it in. Like Saeed said, we're not trying to make an example out of you, but it's a common and illustrative scenario. Yeah. It's a classic case of you know what you need to do, but you're just not doing it. And this brother, he, al- he already knows what the problem is. He stated it right there in the question. He's spending too much money on books and eating out which he could otherwise use to pay down his debt. And I'm guessing when he did this whole deal, he had kind of a schedule in his brain as to a, like a plan about how he was going to do it. And I say kind of a plan because that where things kind of probably fall apart and they fall apart for many people. And you can replace the whole credit card debt thing with anything else, like paying off your house quicker. Everybody, Muslims and non-Muslims, want to do that, but very, very few do. And many Muslims, another example would be many Muslims, they want to buy a house in cash but are struggling to get the money together, the six figures and all that, you know, a huge amount of money in order to do what it is that they want to do. And all of it's the same problem, right? I would know what I want to do, but life is getting in the way. Yeah. So how do we how do we begin to answer this brother's question? Like, like what are we going to tell him? I don't know. Stop spending money. Well, I, no, but that's, I mean, yeah, we could do that, but but that's probably not really going to solve the problem, is it? Right. Cause exactly. We can give him all the advice in the world about how to control his spending and how to live within his means and how to, you know, budget and plan accordingly. And, and, and you know, that, we'll do that, right? <laughs> that was the previous episode, too. <laughs> until the yeah. Well, we will do that. We're going to get into that. But but the thing is, like, if 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 there's nothing stronger driving you, then I'm not sure all those all that advice, all those detailed tips and tactics and hacks and strategies are going to help you. Exactly. Because the reality is, you know, the immediate reward of buying a book in his case or eating out and it's and for you, it's, it's something different, right? It's going on vacation or buying that car or whatever it may be. That immediate reward is often much more satisfying than the long-term rewards of being debt-free or financially independent or having a retirement fund or or whatever it is. Yeah, and I think it, it's uh, an important time to note that many companies make it their business to get you off track and for you to seek that immediate gratification. Companies, culture, family. <laughs> Everything, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of things working against you. Right. Yeah. So, and we know this, right? Like we know it's it's just not smart to trade the short term for the long term. But the short term is just so much more tangible. Exactly. Right? It's more concrete. So how do we get around that? I think you mentioned it right there. It's to make the long term tangible. We need to have a laser focus on what it is that we're trying to do because that completely that, – that will motivate us to put down the book or the whatever it is that you're normally buying that you're spending money on. So you really, in order to get that laser focus and that vision, you got to ask yourself why. Why do you want to be debt-free? Why do you want to avoid paying interest? Make that tangible to you. Write it down. Think about it. What are your reasons really that are meaningful to you? 
why do you want to buy that home? Do you want it? Or is your spouse or your parents forcing you to do that? And that's probably not motiv- – well, actually, that could be really motivating. Well, it, it, it depends on your spouse and it depends <laughs> on your parents. <laughs> why do you want to save for retirement? I mean everybody talks about it, but is it tangible enough to you or is it just something that's kind of out there? Why do you want to do that? And if you talk to people who do have their financial lives in order, which alhamdulillah in my practice I get to do that and I get to help people do that, those who are successful, those who are on track in their finances are the ones who have those questions answered so clearly that they can see it with their eyes closed. And we're not making this up, right? I mean, at least I'm not. I don't know if Saeed did, but... Uh, I, you know, <laughs> some, some of it. No, I mean, this is, this is simple goal-setting theory, right? The more, and not just with money, with anything in life, the more concrete and real you can make your goal, the more you can visualize it, and the more right. meaningful it is to you, the more likely you are to achieve it. Absolutely. So we're really getting into the idea of intentions now. And as Muslims, we take intentions pretty seriously. Very famous hadith about it. Right. Yeah. The Prophet said, actions are judged by their intentions. Right. And there's actually another hadith that applies this idea very directly to the topic of personal finance and seeking wealth. Intentions and money together in one hadith. So if you don't take anything else from this episode, if all you hear is this next part, then you're good. Because this really, I think, I don't mean like stop listening after this, but <laughs> uh, but this is really the crux of the argument. Right. So the hadith says that the, the Prophet ﷺ was sitting with his companions mm-hmm. and they saw a young man set out early to work with a strong resolve. Mm-hmm. And some people said, if only his youth and strength were spent in the path of Allah. Right. And so the Prophet ﷺ said, don't say this. For if he works for himself in order to restrain himself from asking of people and to be independent of people, then he is in the path of Allah. Right. If he works for his impoverished parents or his impoverished children to enrich and suffice them, then he is in the path of Allah. Right. If, however, he works for the sake of showing off and the accumulation of wealth, then he is in the path of Satan. Yeah, it's incredible. I mean, same thing, right? Going to work, working hard, done for two different underlying reasons, two different intentions, and you go from like good or bad. Yeah, so this hadith draws a very clear line between intentions that are praiseworthy and intentions that are blameworthy. And it doesn't really matter what you do if you're, you know, in this case, the the the, the young man was probably a merchant, right? Yeah. Um, but it doesn't matter what your job is necessarily, right? Assuming that what you do is lawful. Of course. <laughs> yeah. What matters is why you do it, what your intention is in earning a living and seeking wealth. And I think a great example of this, Ahmed, is the immigrant story, like the classic immigrant story of a person coming from a poor country into a developed country and maybe in the poor level of that society in, and building themselves into a, the developed world into a solid middle, upper middle class life. Mm. That is a fantastic, I think, parable of what's ha- what happens today in, in somebody who does have a strong intention. A parable that I think almost everybody who's listening to us knows somebody who fits. Because that immigrant would come here or come to the developed nation with nothing. No friends, no connections, no hookups. I know everybody's all about hookups now and deals, but they have no connections, no hookups, no family, no place to stay. It's crazy. Unbelievable. And then they work really hard. They have a laser sharp focus on what they want and why they want to get there. Their why in many cases is 
I want to build a better life for my children. Mm. And that's, it defines them. It defines their actions. It's the purpose that they're driven towards. And they don't get sidetracked with, you know, Starbucks in the morning or eating out every night because whatever. I mean, if you are, if the listener, if you are a second generation immigrant, if your parents immigrated to a developed world from a, a, a not so developed nation, ask yourself, how many times did you guys go out to dinner when you were a kid? Birthdays. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think, that, I think, I think that's I don't about know, it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about you, man, but whenever we would go out for dinner for like a birthday or something, my mom would just sit there and like deconstruct the food and like, oh, I, I can make this at home. What's yeah. The, what's the big deal? Why are we paying for this? <laughs> I can do this at home. Like to them, it's going out was such a non necessity. It was so strange to them and foreign when they could just make the food at home. Why am I paying somebody to make me food? I can make it here for cheaper. So, you know, again, how many times when you were young did your parents? If you let's say you had you know whichever parent was going to work, how often did they go in the morning uh, and get coffee and breakfast because they were running late? Right, uh, so rarely just did, not an option. No, they got up earlier and they made the food to save that money. Why? Because they had this laser focus on what it is that they want to wanted to accomplish, and it was no small feat. It didn't matter if they were educated or not; they knew what they wanted. My my and, dad my dad till this day right, and, and he's not you know struggling by any means right, but. He, to this day, he will only fill up twenty dollars of gas at a time. <laughs> okay. Like that, and like just because he'll wait for like he'll watch the prices, right? It's like a thing, right? I mean, he's not the only one. People are obsessed sure. with gas prices, right? Yeah, absolutely. And he'll just watch the prices and he'll like go to different gas stations and he'll, you know, like twenty dollars at a time. Because if he fills up the whole tank, then he's thinking, what if I get a better deal tomorrow? Right. But that's just that wired into his DNA, and I like as much as I try, I can't, I can't get that out of him. <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. And I, I'm sure everybody has an example like this, the hardworking, you know, immigrant who really made a life for themselves. And I'll, I'll take the time right now to thank you, my, to, to thank my parents for their hard work. Oh, yeah. We, we all should. Right. It's, what they did and what they accomplished and, and you know, and we're the we're the beneficiaries of all of that is just incredible. Absolutely. So question now is, Saeed, how do we begin to identify our why? It's not easy, unfortunately. Yeah. And, and the thing is, like, we talked in episode one about the story, right? Your story about money and how your story ultimately is what drives most of your behavior. Mm -hmm. And if you've never thought about this and you've never asked yourself some critical questions, then you probably have a default story right? yeah. or, or a default script that you're following and you don't even realize it. Autopilot. And most of that is probably shaped by your experiences. So things like the way you were raised, you know, what your parents taught you about money. Um, you know, if you're, if you had the immigrant parents, for example, then they probably instilled in you the value of hard work, Absolutely. which is good, which is very good. Um, there may be some things that they, they taught you about money that are not so productive. Yeah. Right? Uh, things like what you learned in school. Uh, if you, if you learned anything about money. In well, school. that's the thing. You probably didn't learn anything. Right. Yeah. So, so that's, that's a big gap there. The kind of people that you associate with. Yeah. Friends. And that can be good and bad influences. Yeah, mostly bad, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> mostly bad. Your profession, your colleagues, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, hopefully somewhere in there, your religious beliefs. Absolutely. And we're obviously trying to bring that back to the forefront. Yeah, and I would say on the negative side, if you don't have your own story, then 
you're probably subject to marketers and the ideas that people have for you of what you should be buying, what you should be doing, if you haven't defined it for yourself. If you haven't defined it, then what you're doing is you're going with the flow. Right. right. And if you're going with the flow, that means you're letting everybody else make these decisions for you. Yeah. I heard this one saying a long time ago, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Yeah. I mean, if you don't, you know, if you don't have a plan, how are you going to reach your destination? Yeah. And these are very personal issues. Ahmed and I, we can't do this for you. We can't tell you what your intention should be. Nobody can do this for you. If it's going to be meaningful enough to drive your behavior, it's got to come from you. But we can't introduce this big problem and not leave you with anything. So we're going to try and help you out. Uh, Ahmed and I have come up with five broad categories and some questions in these categories that we should be thinking about. So the first category is religion. Obviously, this is RiskWise podcast, so we have to address that, and we are all Muslims listening to this. First question in that category is, what is going to be most pleasing to Allah? And that's not a throwaway question, right? I can't stand, this is a bit of a rant, but, you know, like, I can't stand when people say, like, oh, you know, for the sake of Allah, what's going to be most pleasing to Allah? Like, it's nice, right? But, like, in the end, it's not just a slogan, Right. It's got to have like actual impact on your actions. And it's thrown out there so often that it's kind of comes becomes meaningless. But we have to think about it. Yeah. So so we're not just putting it here because we have to. We're putting it here because, you know, what's the most important question about money anyone's ever going to ask you? About your wealth and how you spent it. On the day of judgment. Right. That's one of the first questions that we're going to be asked. So right. uh, above all else, do you have a good answer to that? Exactly. Second question. It's regarding family. What do you want to provide your family with? What responsibility do you have towards your parents, towards your kids, towards your spouse? The third category is community, right? This, this supporting community and, and, and following causes motivates many people. So let's, let's clarify that. What causes do you want to support with your time or your money? I mean, you know, there's a lot of studies that show that people who are generous and who, do, who donate are happier. So let's codify that. Let's put that in writing. Number four, career. What are your career goals? This is kind of a throwaway question. At least it sounds like it. But where do you see yourself in 20 to 30 years? The reason interviewers ask this very often is because it says a lot about you, whether you have a, an answer to it or not. And how do these career goals line up with everything else that we just talked about? Number five, I think, is probably the most, I want to say the most important, but the, a very relevant question if you're facing these money bleed problems. Question five is regarding lifestyle. What kind of life do you want to live in this life? What material objects do you desire in this life? We have to be honest with ourselves. If you want to diverge, then converge, put them all down on paper, discuss them with your spouse if you're married, put them all down and see and critically analyze if those things line up with the first four questions. So now here, here's the thing, right? Like this could very easily become a, a fun process. Right? Yes. And, and that's nothing wrong with that in the beginning, right? If you ask yourself about, you know, your religious goals and your intentions and what you want to provide for your family and community work and career and lifestyle and material things, well, I want it all, right? Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> if you look at each one in a vacuum independently, I want everything. And that's good, right? Like, it's good to kind of put down, like, what your ideal scenario is, right? Like, everything you want to do. You're going to find when we get to the next step, when we start talking about goal setting, that it's probably not going to be possible for you to do all the things you want to do. 
because maybe you've never thought about it all before in in you know in cohe in a cohesive fashion to see how they all fit together if they can all fit together. Yeah, and you're you're going to start to see not at first, but certainly as we proceed, you're going to start to see that there are trade offs that you're going to have to make, and you're going to have to make some tough decisions. Yeah, and, and not to be too depressing about that, you also hopefully find out the opposite might be true. Maybe you can do it all, but the way you're doing it now, it'll never happen. And if you make the changes that you need to make, maybe it could. Right, it could go either way, but it's a process that is absolutely required to be done and, if and we're going to get anywhere. And hopefully, what you'll realize is that you'll discover what's really truly important to you. Right, because there's a lot of stuff that we want, right? But what's actually important? What do we actually really value? That's what we're hoping to to uncover here. Yeah, and. A well thought out, meaningful list of intentions is just the beginning, right? We, it won't solve all your problems just by having that. Uh, next step is to try and figure out uh, more actionable ways to achieve those things. And then from there, the actions that have to actually follow it through to make it happen. And that's what we're going to be talking about next episode, inshallah. Inshallah. Sounds great. I've just got one more thing to add. Okay. But... Uh... I'm going to warn you, Saeed, because you might not like it. Oh, no, really? Yeah. I thought I thought the thing I wouldn't like was Riz. Re- re- oh, God, I can't even say it. Well, this this you might not like even, even more than that. <laughs> uh, but I'm going to say it anyways. So, if, okay. you know, to the listeners, to, to Risk Nation, oh, <laughs> if you think this whole idea of defining your why and being intentional and all this stuff that we're talking about, if you think this is not really that important or not relevant, or you're not willing to take this step seriously, there's not a whole lot we can do for you. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's that, that's what I said. <sighs> Ultimatum in podcast number two. Bold. Yeah, it, bold. It's, it's, it's bold. But but what I'm, what I'm getting at is these intentions are going to have the biggest impact on, on your life. Guaranteed. Yeah. Right? And if you're not convinced of that, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, it's risky to say that. I can see why that might be uh, controversial. But, you know, I kind of mentioned this before that the people who are successful, who are on the path to being financially free and to achieve their goals, they have this down. Well, this is what I was going to say, right? Like, look at your clients and be honest. Among your clients, the ones who do this, are they not better off? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, hands down. It's it's not even a comparison. They don't falter from their financial plan. They don't falter from their goals. They don't falter from, you know, all the actionable, plan, uh, actionable items that we have on our list because I don't need to remind them every time like, oh, come on, man. You know, don't you remember we talked about this? And no, they know. They know. They're not overspending. They know where the money has to go. They know where it has to be. They know what it's going to do. Yeah. You know what? We should take this seriously. And I know it's difficult, right? Like the step of intentions, it's very introspective. And these are some challenging questions. Uh, at the same time, I think if you if you sit down and you take it seriously and you write all this down, you will discover some things about yourself that you didn't know. Yeah. And you will enjoy the process. Yeah, I think it can be fun. I, well, I mean, my job is kind of to make it fun. <laughs> so, yeah, it can be fun. Absolutely. Inshallah. So that that's pretty much, you know, that's that's it for this episode. Do you have anything to add, Saeed? No, man. I'm good. No. So, alhamdulillah, thank you for listening, right? Episode three, we're going to be diving into to helping you take those intentions and turn them into more concrete goals. That's right. 
and then and then we'll go from there inshallah so inshallah. if you liked what you heard um you know leave us a comment let us know uh, let us know if you have any questions any comments any anything that needs clarification yeah and, and, keep, going... and keep sending us in your challenges that you're feeling it really does work it helps us to figure out how we should be taking this so keep doing that if there are any hurdles or obstacles that you 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 come across as you're going through the process of you know defining your intentions and asking those questions then let us know and and hopefully we can help yeah and if you have like annoying friends that the pressure you to spend too much money send them this podcast maybe they need to hear it and they can get off your back (laughs) (laughs) right and with that make sure you're on our email list because for now at least we're we're exclusively distributing this via email so if you go to our homepage riskwise.com r-i-z-q-w-i-s-e.com Drop your email in the little box there, and we'll make sure you get all the episodes. Yes. Thank you, Risk Nation. <laughs> Risk Nation, signing off. Until next <laughs> time. Jazakallah khair. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum.